from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today as we talk about your career, your job, your life, your money. It's all right here. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Anna or Anna is with us in Los Angeles. Hi, how are you? Hello, um, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. How can we help? Um, so I've been working for some time now and, um, I, I thought I, I did a, a okay job for building up my personal wealth, but, um, I also like, um, to hear, uh, your opinion about how I'm doing this far. Okay. How are you doing? Tell um, me about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've been in the real estate business, um, for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I have four rental properties Mm -hmm. and the yearly income is about 50,000 given or more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, the total mortgage balance I have about is a a million. Um, and one thing, um, I don't know what, what I was thinking, but I did take out a home equity line, um, the purpose of uh, purchasing other properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so far, I've been paying it off. The highest it was close to six hundred thousand, mm-hmm. but based on my calculation, that's back in two thousand nineteen, and I should be able to pay that off completely off um, by next year, mm-hmm. um, middle of next year. And then you'll still have. Um, and then you'll still have a million dollars out on the rentals. Correct. Yes. Okay, and you make what a year? Uh. Uh, that's the wild card. So I'm in real estate. So mm-hmm. that's I mean, what you make last hard year? to say. Last year is about 200. Okay. All right. That's a, probably your average year, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good for you. And so, so what's your plan? Just stay in debt the rest of your life? I mean, what's your plan? So sounds like um, it because it sounds like you keep buying rentals with more debt. Yeah, and, and that's my question. Although I have these rental properties, but I, I, I always feel I have this piece of rock um, in, inside of me. It's I feel yep. very heavy. Yep. So well, it's a million dollar rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there in your right. stomach. Yeah. 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 So should I get rid of some of the properties? So to get rid of this feeling, um, I'm not sure what to do. I would develop a game plan to have them all paid off within a certain period of time. There's nothing panicked here because there's no desperate situation. But what you're experiencing is you finally are measuring risk. And mm-hmm. most of us, I grew up in the real estate business, Anna, so I, you know, I, I understand. When you get in the real estate business, one of the things they do is they take a hammer and they break your risk meter. We don't even know how to measure risk once we're in that business, because we just buy crap. I mean, it's just like we go get a, getting a mortgage to buy an investment property is like, that's the only way to do it in our minds. You can't do it. In, you can't do it otherwise. We've just people in the real estate business really believe that it's just not true, but we believe it to be true. So, um, but what you're you're starting to feel the weight of the risk that you've taken on that no one in your world talks about, but you're starting yeah. to feel it, and that's what how you ended up talking to us. So, yeah, what are these properties worth total? You owe a million on them. What are they worth total? Total, I would say about five million. Good for you. Okay. 
So that's a great equity position. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you're in a 20% loan-to-value ratio, which is phenomenal. That That's not a big risk position, but there is a million dollars worth of problems there. So yeah. what I would do is say, I'm going to pay off that million with my income and with the sale strategically of one or a couple of these properties over the next five years. Okay. And it might mm-hmm. be, you can just sell one of them and be clear and clear the rest of them. And that'd be pretty cool. And then from there, you pay cash for all of your additions to your portfolio. You don't use home equity loans ever again. You don't borrow again to do that because you've got great cash flow when you have no mortgages. And that, that's going to be the way to go. Yeah, and she's going to be in a really great position out there. So Now, I'm curious, Dave, so you wouldn't sell – why not sell one of the houses – and knock it out that way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'd pick out one of those properties. Okay, gotcha. All right, all right. And, and or the income. But I and mean, the income. if it takes you two years to do this instead of a month, right. that's okay. Okay, gotcha. There's nothing yeah. on fire. Yeah, of But course. you do want to aim at having a debt-free portfolio mm-hmm. and aim at and stick with the promise to yourself that any additions to the portfolio we're doing with cash. Yeah. As soon as we get first and foremost, get to debt-free, then when we add something later, we're going to do that with, uh, you know, without borrowing money to do that. And, and folks, I understand that the get-rich-quick real estate world and borrow all you can on real estate out there is out there. It's always been out there, and I understand it's real hot again that Tic Tac has made it really a big thing again. And uh, you guys get on there, and there's all these goobers on there that have no life history that you know they're 14 years old and they're I'm buying houses and I got it these figured it's a bunch of crap you don't I mean when I was 22 years old out of college I started buying houses nothing down I bought four million dollars worth I had a one million dollar net worth by the time I was 24 years old I made $250,000 cash taxable income doing flips in 1984. That's $20,000 a month in 1984. You don't put that in today's dollars, that's a half million dollars a year. Okay. Now, I don't know what neighborhood you grew up in, but the neighborhood I grew up in, we called that rich. It was fun. I was having a blast until I found out about risk. And the banks called our notes. And we spent the next two and a half years of our life losing everything we owned. We were sued. We were foreclosed on. Mm. And with a brand new baby, a toddler, and a marriage hanging on by a thread, because my poor wife thought she had married Sir Galahad, turns out it was Goober. And there we were, bankrupt. And at 28 years old, I got the opportunity to start completely over because I followed the exact same crap you people are seeing on Instagram and TikTok, and you're all walking around acting like you're smart. You're not. You're straight up freaking stupid. Quit doing it. I walked it, and don't tell me you know more. Listen, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. This is ridiculous, you guys. I've walked the exact path that some of you are signing up for right now. Now, not her. She's got a different situation. Yep. She's moving away from the debt. She's calling about that. But this zero down, nothing down, I'm going to get rich in real estate is absolute bullcrap. Broke people shouldn't buy real estate. It makes them broker. That's why they call them brokers. This is The Ramsey Show.
With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Our Ramsey Show annual listener survey is now live. We want to know your favorite parts of the show, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more about, uh, whatever it is, we want to hear from you. Two ways to participate. You can text SURVEY to 33789, or you can go to RamseySolutions.com slash SURVEY and fill out the survey. Either way, if you sign up, you're going to be entered to win a $500 gift card. Taryn is with us in Pennsylvania. Hi, Taryn. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi. Hi. Um, so I recently got my bachelor, my master's degree. I got it last year. Um, I'm in the field of education and a position had opened up at my current job. Um, that's in my area of expertise. So I had applied for it. I interviewed and I found out that they want me for the job. However, um, they had to clear it with my, basically my supervisor's supervisor before I was allowed to transfer. Um, and my supervisor waited um, about a week before answering and said that I could go, but not for over three months. Um, and so I'm kind of torn because I, you know, I'm thankful that he said, yes, I could transfer. Um, but it's also just seems like an excessive time to keep me. Um, and so what I guess the my reason? question is, um, I'm in, I teach special ed, so it's kind of hard to find people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume that's it. Um, but you know, I mean, the end of January, that seems like just a long time to hold someone. Um, no, it and doesn't. so I guess yeah. I'm just no, it doesn't. wondering. Yeah. It's not a long time. Three months is good. No. How old are you, Taryn? Uh, I'm 27. Yeah. So I was 27 long time ago. And a long yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> but and the reason I said that, Terrence, because this is not a judgment on you. Three mm-hmm. months is a really long time for a 27-year-old. But for old guys like us, I'm here to tell you that three months is not a long time. And they really are probably in a crunch. But instead the of children that you ask, take care of have to have someone to yeah, take care of them if yeah, you're leaving. That's right. They have to line that up, and those people are hard to find. Is that not true? It is true. We have a lot of new people coming, um, but I guess with that, um, yeah, you were getting I to a question. That they're kind of debating whether or not they are going to go with me or go with someone else because of the time frame. Um, they're kind of like not in a hurry, but they would like to get someone to fill the position shortly. So, okay, um, so I all guess, within the same district, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's at a cyber school, so it's all within the same company. 
Yeah. So they should be able to go, one part of the company is willing to release some of their talent to go to the other part of the company as soon as they're able to do a backfill. So we will wait until the backfill comes in. We do that inside of Ramsey all the time. But if we want to, if you want to move inside of here, we don't move you until we have your workload covered. Mm -hmm. But we don't also don't fill the position out from under you. We'll say you can go over there as quick as we get somebody hired to take what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So if you can get that assurance, then you shouldn't have any issue with this. Agreed? Yes. Yes. If I, if I know they're willing to wait, I guess that's one thing. No, I mean, you're hired, you're hired for the new position as soon as your backfill comes in. If you can get Uh, that prom, if you can get that promise, three months is reasonable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're not, so what are you wrestling with? If she can't Um, get that promise, should she stay? So. Yeah, and I guess because we're also, um, like, my husband and I, we're in baby step two. We're hoping to start homeschooling our son. So I'm like, oh, you know, if I if I don't get this position, because it really is my dream job, if they're not willing to wait, um, I would like to leave the company um, because I just don't. And I don't know if that's a crazy idea, too. But if I don't get that job. Well, it's not about it's not about crazy. It's about you and your husband talking about if that's a viable option with you being in baby step two. That's a pretty big hit. You're just gonna mm-hmm. quit. And yeah. I, I just wouldn't so. I wouldn't if it were me, I'd say, wait a second. I want to try to maneuver this thing. I I think you've got to sit down with the the uh the new opportunity and say, Hey, I need to know. I know that my supervisor has cleared this, but with a three-month wait, are you guys willing to do what Dave said and say, all right, we're signing on the bottom line. It's your position. And as quick, we'll, as, we'll as, wait. quick as we can get a backfill, right. I'll be over there. Because mm-hmm. that's reasonable. It is reasonable. It's also reasonable for the people moving that you're moving to to wait and not, not damage okay. their own company. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't okay. quit. How big of a hit would it be if you go home and, and, and homeschool and you're not making money? How much? Yeah, I mean, it would be, I mean, before tax, like $65,000. So I would not recommend that. I would not recommend yeah. that. They haven't done anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. not an ethics breakdown here, and they're not a horrible people or a horrible company. Uh, they do need okay. to give you some clarity. I don't disagree with you on that. I'd get. I'd like for them to give you the okay. lockdown on the position. But I, if they won't give you that clarity, they still haven't done anything wrong. They're sloppy is all. And if you want to work somewhere else, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might jump from there to a place that's totally toxic. You know, that could happen real easy. Yeah, it happens Because this is not, what you're describing is not unreasonable or toxic in any stretch of the imagination. Now, if they lie to you, cheat you, hold you back artificially with no solid reason, we're just screwing around with you because we just can, that's toxic. But this is saying, hey, we got to fill this position. These little kids need a teacher. And if Taryn steps out, we got a big hole over Mm -hmm. here. These children are not going to be taken care of. That's very reasonable. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's responsible. Yeah. Um, it's not saying, I'm going to politically hold you back. It's saying, hey, yeah, well, you can go as soon as we get your work covered. And then the other play, the other side, the place you'd be going, needs to give you the clarity and say, mm-hmm. all right, the position's yours. As soon as they can get the backfill over at the other place, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you over. But And we're, you know, we, we understand the time horizon might be mm-hmm. as much as three months. We've done that here, Ken, and sometimes it's even been more than three months. That's right. I mean, that's the reality of workflow, and you have to understand that, and you have to be patient. I know it's hard. My goodness, it's it's hard to be patient at 37, 47, or 57. 
uh, certainly 27. But we've got to keep our eye on the big picture. And here's the other thing I just want to mention very briefly, because if we see an opportunity like this, and it looks like it's right there, but then there's a hurdle, there's reality sets in, and and if for some reason she doesn't get this, we shouldn't hang up, hang up the cleats. We shouldn't just say we're done, we're out, we're we're not going to play anymore. Uh, because I'm take that, my toys and go home. Yeah, because it, it it represents the dream job, but it's not the only dream job. That's the key. The dream job is already a bit of a unicorn for a lot of people. That's why I've actually stopped using the phrase a lot, because I think for some people, they think, well, it's the uh, playing in the NFL or something, something that's not realistic. It's not. The dream job feels like a dream because you're spending most of your day using what you do best to do something you really enjoy to produce results that you care deeply about. That is really a dream for most people because the alternative to that is a nightmare if you do it too long. And so don't get hung up on that was the dream job. That can really devastate you and knock a lot of people off that path. And and I would really caution all of our audience on this to say, okay, it looks, it smells, it feels like it, but if it's not it, that's okay. Don't think no. Think not yet, not here, and keep moving forward. And that's what I'd want her attitude to be if this doesn't work out. Yeah. Um. By the way, dream job is what you said. It's doing things you love with the gifts you have. That's right. To accomplish something and see traction. Yes. In something you're passionate and care about. That's right. You know, I've got the dream job. That doesn't mean that last week didn't suck. Right. Right. Because you have it some did. of those days. It actually That's did. Right. Last week kind of sucked, you know, and it was a long week and I'm really thankful that I don't have last week anymore. I'm okay. glad it's got gone. It. Yeah, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I've got next week instead. Right. But but this idea that, you know, every, you know, like you're not going to run into conflict in your dream job. Of course you're going to run into conflict in your dream job. You're not going to run into uh crappy people while you're doing your dreams oh yes you can be assured that if you run into people you're going to run into some crappy ones just count on it you know i mean you can you can none of this is going to get easy just because it's your dream job like you don't it's all rainbows and skittles or something Mm -hmm. it's just that that's just crap it doesn't work that way boys and girls this is the ramsey show Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Andrew and Emily are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. Where do you guys live? Weatherford, Texas. All right. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? So we paid off 55000 Good for you. And how long did this take? Six months. Six months. And your range of income during that time? We started at 110 and finished at 130 Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And I work as a pediatric nurse. Very good. Good for you. Great careers. How long have y'all been married? One year. Okay. So right after marriage, you look up and you got 55000 What kind of debt? Two cars and student loans. All right. And you start off with a burden here and you say, all right, we're clearing this and we're clearing it fast. Tell me the story. What happened? How'd you get turned on to us? So I've known about y'all for a while and um we had been talking about this for kind of what we wanted to do and i started reading the total money makeover and was it was kind of firing me up and then uh we celebrated her birthday on december 14th Mm -hmm. and i pretty much came home and was like let's pay off the car and after that it was like what else can we pay off what can we switch around in our budget to make it work for us and i think that's kind of where it all started for us ah so you got the financial guy straight (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I'm just impatient. <laughs> Very impatient. Good. I like it. Got it. We're going to actually do this stuff you're reading about. Yeah. Good. Very cool. I, I got to know, Dave. Was the new the newlywed groom? Did you figure out I should probably make her happy with this, or did you push back a little bit, or were you all in? What was going on when she came home with this idea? Well, it's pretty hard to once she has her mind set to something. It's pretty hard to get her off, and so. <laughs> We had been talking about like, hey, what are we going to do with this? And then she said, hey, I want to pay off my car. And then right after that, I said, hey, I've got a truck, a nice Chevy Silverado. I think I think we probably should sell it, and that can knock off a lot. And Ooh, then you sold your truck. I sold dream truck in sold Texas. It in, in Texas. Texas. Oh wow! Sold that's it. not. That's not that. That's real. Yes, sir. Sold that's it to real. buy a car too. Yeah, and people, <laughs> I bet you had people saying, you have lost your mind. Yes, sir, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, how much was the truck? It was, the balance when we sold it was about 27000 So it was half of this debt. Yes, sir. And wow. then um, we rolled that into, and then the Ultima was what we bought, and we, we did not pay for it fully. We ended up, that became a new part. And mm-hmm. so uh, the next thing was her student loans, and then the car was last and so we took it from total money makeover try to get fun creative so we created a whiteboard it had the total amount how much we had paid and then um, every time we paid something off we would play the song jump around from house of pain yes yeah and it's one of dave's favorite songs (laughs) (laughs) yeah we would just like blast it through the house and like just just dance why not like just yeah why not great gotta knock out another one that's awesome i love it dance party i love it that's fun. Good job, you guys. Thank you. Okay, so you're married a year, and you're debt-free. How's it feel? Pretty good. Pretty good. You sold the truck. <laughs> yes, sir. Was it worth it? It was worth it, 100%. You'll, we can, you'll we get can another buy the truck. truck later. You'll get another mm-hmm. truck. You're right. That's what I, exactly. You're going to get another one later. And another one, and another one, and another one. It's yes, not, sir. It's not like you're only going to own one truck in your life. I mean, come on. Wow. That's awesome, guys. Way to go. All right, young married couples out there listening, they're going, how do they do that? Well, they sold the truck as part of it. How do they pay off 55000 in debt? What do you tell them the secret to getting out of debt is? Um, I would say accountability and just staying to it, even though you're like, oh, man, I'm losing my truck and may not be able to do all the things that other married couples are going to do, just sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Now you, can do, any, now you can do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, you guys are newlyweds. This is exciting. So what are you dreaming about now that you're debt-free? Like, how? what's the mindset looking forward to the rest of your life? Well, we're on baby step 3A right now. Okay. And then baby step 3B would be next. So we, uh, the next step is definitely to buy a house. Okay. Um, and so that's where we're looking for short, short term and then long term, whatever the Lord has in store for us. We don't really yeah. know. Yeah. And, and how old are you two? Both 24. 24. I love oh my it. Goodness. Wow, you're in such good shape. Yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be so stinking rich. It's unbelievable. The math on things when you're 24, guys, it's just oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I gotta ask you guys this. What's your what are you aiming for for that first time home? What price range? Oh, at this rate, we have a really tiny um, rent home, which mm-hmm. is perfect. But at this, I think we can make any home a home. So I. Good for you. Yeah. Meaning you're not going to get locked into something over your skis there. You guys are going to be smart about this. Yes, sir. That's great. Love that. Yeah. Wow. That's the big draw for a lot of young couples. They want to get that really nice house yeah. like mom and dad had growing up. They're like, no, no, no. 
You know, I was listening to a guy the other day, and he said the secret to building wealth is marrying well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you could marry a princess who yeah. demands an Instagram house, yes. or you could marry Emily who says, I can make a home anywhere. Yeah, I thought the same thing, Dave. That's 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 a freaking home run. That's awesome. Yeah. By the way, Andrew, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have told you, you clearly outmarried yourself, and that's a good thing. That's a compliment. You yes, know? sir. We're glad she has poor judgment. And, and so that's, <laughs> you have done well, sir. No question about it. That's what I say about my wife. That's, that's not personal. Yes, sir. It's yeah. very true. <laughs> Well done. Very well done. I'm proud of y'all. Yes. Thank you. And who was cheering you on out there? Well, we had a lot of people supporting us. Um, it was kind of, it was a good amount of people. I mean, family, friends. Uh, it was always interesting when we would tell people what we were doing. Uh, just the reactions were varied. Most people knew about y'all. Some people didn't, but they were like, wow, good for y'all. Um, so it was just a good community of supporters. Yeah. They walk away shaking their head. He sold his truck. <laughs> He sold his truck. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. He sold his truck. Oh, my God. As if you're never going to get another truck. I mean, you're going to be so rich, you can have five trucks. I mean, who cares, you know? Unbelievable. Not really, Emily. He won't do that. No, actually, they'll be wealthy enough they can get five trucks. It won't matter, honestly. I mean... I mean, you want me? To, the math is like oh no, I, I, know, I just forty fifty million bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's just like crazy. That's true. Yeah, way to go, y'all. Way to go. We're proud of you. I can tell you that. Yes. And uh, we know that the sacrifice you made is temporary, although painful. And you got there, and now you get to go anywhere you want to go. Talk about buying a house. Talk about the next steps. Very, very cool stuff. We've got the Live and Give box for you. It's got the Baby Steps Millionaires book in it for sure. You'll be in one of those, and. uh the total money makeover book to give away to one of your friends that this is how i did this i just did this right here and the financial peace university membership as well enjoy them give them whatever you need to do that's what they're 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 our gift to you guys to say uh congratulations and thanks for coming to nashville to do your debt-free scream all the way from fort worth texas andrew and emily wow fifty-five thousand paid off in six months making 110 to 130 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream right quick go rangers three two two, one one. we're We're debt-free yeah wow hey that's a power couple right there yep 24 power couple looking for a place to happen isn't that true it's extraordinary to see young couples committing early on first six months of their marriage they're like okay we're getting after it most powerful wealth building tool that allows you to get out of debt and build wealth and be unreasonably generous is contentment contentment allows you to sell your truck when everyone thinks you're crazy Mm -hmm. contentment says i can make a home in anything these are the these are the verbs the words that people use when they're functioning in contentment godliness with contentment is great gain yeah and that's definitely what they're walking in. And, you know, that's a decision. Mm-hmm. It's a decision of where I place my values. Am I defined by where I live, what I drive? If I'm not, then suddenly I'm what's called content. I can get nice things and I can not get nice things, but either one's fine. And, and it works out either way. And that's, that's the beauty of where they are. And the irony is it's the key that's going to make them extremely wealthy and put them in a position to be outrageously generous Mm. and help people everywhere around them they're going to be they're an amazing couple yeah just amazing and congrats parents i'm sure they're watching and listening both sides way to go mom Mom dad both of you y'all crushed it this is a great great couple yeah just slam dunk this is the ramsey show
Our scripture of the day, Psalms 128.2, you will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Claude McDonald said, if hard work is the key to success, most people would rather pick the lock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's the truth. Uh, Katie is with us in Concord, New Hampshire. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Oh, God, this is actually happening. Okay. (laughs) Breathe, Katie. It's going to be good. (laughs) <laughs> holy moly what's up how I can like we help gratitude. this is crazy okay oh. um first i need to thank you for um everything thank you how can um, we help um so okay dave you have to promise not to yell at me <laughs> um my boyfriend and i <laughs> have combined it, all of our debt and our bank accounts and we are um, Denzel and Tense on um, our debt. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about uh, $89,000 left. Mm-hmm. Um, we have smashed out all the credit cards. There's no more credit card debt, which is very freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're working on student loan and auto loan. Um, but my question is, um, my, my family and I have recently joined a church that, um, you know, my children and I were baptized in and, um, Every month, you know, uh, we have our budget meeting, you know, and um, I'm the planner and he gets to change my plan, which I don't really like very much. But um, my question is every month after month after month, um, the church column um, is a bunch of zero because um, I feel like I don't really have anything to give. Uh, And I just, I want to be able to give um, the 10% of our income is... When are you in, getting married? <laughs> Ask him. Um, I've actually had this conversation with him. Um, I've actually been married twice before. Mm-hmm. Um, so in his... How long his have you mind, been dating? We've been dating for over a year. Okay. Right. If, you're, if you're willing to completely combine your finances, you should never do that unless you're married. Yeah. And then you should do it immediately. But this is very yeah. dangerous for you. Very yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if either take your finances back apart or get married. What was his response when you brought it up to him? Marriage. Um, so we, we talk about it. We, we want to get married. His thing is, like, he wants to be able to provide picture perfect for me. Um, What's his? I, Sorry, I, that's not an option. Yeah. There's no such okay. thing. I got a hunch here real quick. Katie, what, is, what does he make income-wise, and what do you make? Separate those. Um, okay, so I make um, one, two, three, like 4000 a month, okay. give or take. Okay, what does he and make? And he makes about uh, 5500 okay. roughly. And I actually have more debt than he does. Okay. Well, number one, let's just back up, back the bus up here. Either yeah. get married in the next 30 days or separate your finances. Yeah. This is very okay. dangerous for you. Mm-hmm. I'm scared for you. Okay. You should not be paying his debt. He should not be paying your debt when you're not married. You are going to get, it's going to put a strain on the relationship. Something's going to blow up and one of you is going to get left at an unfair disadvantage due to this broken Mm -hmm. system that you should not be using. I'm not yelling at you. I just want good for you. I love you. I want you to win. 
then the yeah. then once you've made the decision to either separate your finances or combine them because you're getting married immediately, mm-hmm. not next year, okay, um, then, I mean, this is not something you need to plan for two years. Paint or get off the ladder. And then, yeah. um, th- th- then once you decide all that, then we can come to your question. How do we put you've just started attending church how do you put church in the budget well you don't put church in the budget you put god and generosity in the budget and for those of us that are evangelical christians the first stage of baseline generosity is a tenth of our income going to the local church but that is an act of worship that's an act of uh, of not trying to buy God's favor. He, he doesn't need your money. He says to do this because he wants to turn you into a generous person because generous mm. people are much better children, and you and I are better children of God when we are generous. And so he's trying to turn us yeah. into that, and that's what the tithe was established for. It's not established as a rule. It's not established as a shaming mechanism by religious zealots. It's established as a method of teaching us the power of generosity when it's a regular rhythm in our lives. And so were I you, I would live on 90% of my income and be giving a tenth of my income to my local church if I'm a person of faith. That's not a condemnation, but it's what I have done for 40 years, and it's worked really, really well for me. And there's no guarantee you're not going to have bad times. There's no guarantee of anything. It's just an act of generosity, and it's teaching us the rhythm of generosity, a baseline start. And I was in a church when I was going bankrupt, Katie, in my 20s as a baby Christian, and um, there were people there that would say things like, well, you know, God protects you if you tithe. And I went, uh, missed that part, went bankrupt. I missed that. Well, and then I had one old blue-haired lady say, well, you just didn't have enough faith. And I said, honey, I didn't have anything left but faith. They took everything else. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, come on. So uh, broken doctrine, broken theology. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you can get twisted up in all that toxic garbage, or you can just say, hey, I'm going to live life with an open hand, and I'm going to be a generous person because generous people smile more. Generous people are less often depressed. Generous people are better at relationships because who wants to be in a relationship with a selfish person? No one, right? And so the act of generosity is a becomes a character quality, and it changes your whole life. And so, yeah, I'm going to put that at the top of my list of things to do. Absolutely, but not as a legalism rule. Yeah, absolutely right. That is really scary doctrine, and it's what drives a lot of people away from the faith. If you think you got to give God money to get something good from him, that is that is a recipe for frustration and desperation. Yeah, as if he needs his your permission right. to bless you. Right. You know, and and as if his blessing is dependent upon you giving him a nickel. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. As if he if he wanted your money, he'd take it to a big greasy spot where you were sitting. I mean, he's God. <laughs> I mean, come on, he doesn't need your money. That's not the point. The point, and, and so don't be shamed by it, Katie, and don't be going, because I heard the guilt. Oh, I, every month I feel bad because there's nothing in the church column. Well, let me put something in there, but don't do it out of shame. Do it out of, hey, I want to learn a different way of living mm-hmm. that includes generosity, and it includes a smile, 
and it includes being married to this guy you've fallen in love with and combining your whole life, not just your money. And uh, let, 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 let's do the whole deal. Let's go game on. But don't pay someone's debts ever, and don't let someone pay your debts that you're not married to. You're going to get yourself in a pinch. been doing this a long time, and I never see good of it. It ends, as Deloney says all the time, this ends in ash. Ooh, that's a pretty harsh statement, but mm-hmm. it does. It just the th- thing burns to the ground. So I, I want you to win, kiddo. We love you, and I'm happy that you and your family are in a good church, and it sounds like you're starting your journey there um, and, and or resetting your journey there. That's awesome. Any of that, I'm cheering you on. Ken's cheering you on. We want you to win. Um, and um, no, we're not yelling at you. That's not what we do. Um, we, we yell at concepts, not people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, don't, you know, uh, those of you that are shacking up and aren't getting married, you can do that if you want to do it. I won't be mad at you. I'm not going to yell at you. Um, but don't combine your money. Don't combine your money because you're going to get burned. Don't buy a house with somebody you're not married to. You're going to get burned. I get it all the time in here. It's all the time. And you're just setting yourself up. You make dumb decisions like that. You get yourself burned. We don't want that for you. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. 